Hey gorgeous, having trouble losing weight? Feeling tired, brain foggy, and just plain not like yourself? And you know your hormones are a part of the problem, but your doctor really doesn't have any answers for you and says it's normal for your age. The truth is, if you're a woman and not in tip top 100% shape, then your hormones are always a part of the problem and you need to be properly tested and treated. You could be suffering from hormonal poverty and that's a horrible place to live. Go now to thehormoneclub.com and find out how you can qualify to get your hormone levels properly tested and treated via telemedicine in your state provided by board certified medical doctors. At thehormoneclub.com, we know that every woman deserves to be hormonally rich and enjoy all the benefits that this brings. At thehormoneclub.com, you'll get what you need to lose weight, regain energy, balance your hormones and your moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife. See you at thehormoneclub.com. Life is water dancing with the rhythm of the sun. Dr. Katherine Clinton. Confused about what that means for your health and your hormones? Stay tuned. You're going to find out some of the most revolutionary information for your health that you haven't heard before. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for joining me today. OMG, I'm so glad you are here for this. This is revolutionary information that you are going to hear explained by a master who is brilliant and has synthesized complex research into common sense knowledge that you can use to implement to help transform your health today. And that is not an overstatement of the promise of this show. I am going to shout from the rooftops about Dr. Catherine Clinton, and she has a book coming out. It's revolutionary information that you are not hearing anywhere, even from me. So you're definitely going to want to hear this. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to get started. Let me tell you, she makes the woo-woo real because she comes with science and she avoids all the esoteric talk that sometimes we use, including myself, to talk about these topics, about why sound and sunlight are vital and water, certain types of water, to our health and vitality and mitochondrial function. So Dr. Catherine Clinton is a licensed naturopathic doctor. She spent over 50 15 years helping people overcome their health issues. She was diagnosed herself with two autoimmune conditions and Lyme disease while in medical school. She began the long and difficult journey of a healing path that led to the commitment to help others to not only heal physically, but to return to the relationships that we've evolved over millennia 
for a deeper sense of health and belonging. Because it's science. By healing herself and patients like her, she discovered that true health comes from our relationships. Dr. Catherine has learned how our quantum biological system is intimately and inseparably connected to the world around us. Our relationship with the dirt beneath our feet, the sun, the wind, the water, the plants, the seasons, each other, that is the real medicine. Her mission is to empower as many people as she can with this knowledge to encourage the paradigm shift we so desperately need, and that is ongoing. It is a revolution in health and healing and medicine. Please help me welcome Dr. Katherine Clinton to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here talking about some of my favorite topics with you. I am so excited to have you on the show and talk about your favorite topics because women aren't hearing about this almost nowhere are they hearing about this. And it actually is information that is so vital to creating the optimal health that women over 40 deserve that if you miss this piece, people, you're not going to get to the level of health that's possible for you. So I want to just start out by asking you so we can give people a framework. They're going, what is quantum biology? (laughs) Can you just explain what it is and why it should matter to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I was in school, and actually this model is still being taught in school, we were taught that biology ran on chemical processes. So we learned that it was all key and receptor locks. So you have these receptors and you have the keys floating around in the cell, outside the cell, and they're bumping around into everything. And eventually they find their perfect receptor in that key and lock model, and then biological action can happen. Now, that's true, but now we have much more sophisticated imaging and technology that we can tell that there's actually a whole nother layer to our biology and it's quantum in nature. We're actually now able to measure things on a nanoscale, which really talks about the interactions in a quantum physical way. And so it's a really exciting time because what we grew up with learning in school, it's practiced in medical school, is really this Newtonian biology, this Newtonian physics that boils everything down to chemicals. And what we're seeing now with the research is there's another level of interaction that's happening in our biology on a quantum level, on a nanoscale. And what's really exciting about this is that it interconnects so many different pieces of the puzzle that have been missing for so long because we know that every cell in our body, and we have trillions and trillions of cells, each and every one of those cells is completing over a hundred thousand tasks each second. It's completely impossible using that Newtonian model. So what quantum biology offers us is a new understanding. It doesn't negate that these lock 
keys fit into the locks and adjust the shapes of the protein and then chemical reactions occur. It doesn't negate that. It adds a deeper explanation of what's happening on a quantum biological level. And this is exciting for a deeper understanding, a deeper depth of knowledge, but it's also really exciting because it interconnects so many different pieces that stood isolated in the other model. And in quantum biology, it's so interconnected. Yes, so important. You know, and I just want to kind of summarize for everyone, you've been taught, we were all taught, that our bodies are basically machines, biochemical and physical machines that act like a train or act like making aspirin in a laboratory, and that it's a simple as simple as chemical reactions and mechanical reactions. And that's just not true. We are very complex human beings to a smaller particulate level, like Catherine's saying. And so it's this nano or quantum level that is the missing key in your healing. And this is why it's vital that you listen and pay attention and start learning about, I know some people when they hear quantum physics, their eyes glaze over and they go, oh, it's complicated. I can't understand this. Yes, you can understand this. And Dr. Catherine is going to help you understand what it is, what it means, how you understand it, how you work with it, with your health, and give you some specific instances, like with the water that you're drinking, so that you can start using this in your life today to start improving your quantum biology. And she's got some great programs we'll tell you about later and some great free offers that will start you on this path. But it's super important. So how did you become interested in this, Catherine? Because you're a naturopathic doctor, and I know a lot of wonderful naturopathic doctors. I always say I had to be an MD first to get enlightened, to go and be get the training that naturopaths get by doing the... Um, functional metabolic anti-aging medicine. And I guess I consider all naturopaths smarter than MDs because you knew about it before we did and you went that way. But how did you become interested in this? Because it's not something that most naturopaths even are aware of or teach about. That's so true. It's really, really cutting edge. And anybody over 40, I'm 47, should know this information to help with their hormonal health. It's really absolutely foundational. And and quantum physics does immediately sound complicated and hard to understand, but it's really, really simple steps we take. And there I was in naturopathic medical school and I was diagnosed. It was my second year. It was sort of that initiation year, long hours, long clinic hours. And it was this proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune condition that affects the colon. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition that affects the thyroid gland. I had multiple GI infections. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. It was really a healing crisis. So I was able to take time off school and heal. I was in the perfect place, right? I was going to naturopathic medical school. I was right down the hill from a very open-minded, alternative-minded allopathic school for MDs across the river from an acupuncture school. So I had so many modalities at my fingertips and I was able to put 
the physical pieces back together so that I could go to school again, finish my clinic hours, start my practice. But as anyone is listening who has suffered from chronic disease, they know that getting back to that picture you were before you were diagnosed might mean that you are again, productive member of society, but it's not the picture of vital health. And so that's where I was sort of existing. And I started researching psychoneuroimmunology and mitochondrial function. And it was really at the crossroads of those two subjects. And psychoneuroimmunology is just a big fancy word for how our thoughts and our emotions impact our immune system, our inflammatory state, our hormonal state, our neurological state and wiring. And so from there, I started looking at mitochondrial function and it was like the doors to quantum biology just flew right open. And I haven't left because it's such an amazing piece of medicine. You know, we've really, our Western society has really kind of extracted us as humans out of the ecosystem. You know, we are the explorers, the investigators. We extract things from the world around us. And what this whole journey has really taught me and learning about quantum biology has taught me how interconnected the world is and how You know, for years and years, I would go out to nature to get my vitamin D, to get my vitamin N, right? And ground with my feet on the earth to get those electrons, all these different quantum biological actions. But I wasn't in relationship with the world around me. And that was really the piece that started to piece the whole puzzle together. You know, I often talk about it as like, you know, we've all put together puzzles and you've put in a piece that's in the right spot. It's in the right spot in the puzzle, but there's one little piece, one little edge that's kind of flipped up and not down in the puzzle. And that's kind of how life was before I started really adopting these quantum biological practices. It was, I was in the right spot. I was doing okay, but there was this constant irritation from not belonging to the world around me. And quantum biology really helped open up that window. It helped me see that I don't end at the barriers of my skin. My hormonal makeup, my physiological state is based on the information that my body receives from the world around me, from the temperature, from the sun, from the weather, from the ground. I mean, it's absolutely amazing once you start putting the pieces back together. And that's where I am. And I love to talk about this. Awesome. So as you're speaking, psychoneuroimmunology is something that I think is super important, how your thoughts affect your body processes. And I think that people almost use that as a platitude and then they dismiss it. They're like, oh, thoughts become things. Oh, think positivity. And I actually interviewed this wonderful doctor, Dr. Amit Sethi, and she has a book coming out about joy and kind of the biochemistry, the effects of joy on the body and how it affects the body in terms of your nervous system. And she touches on immunology as well. So this is a great conversation to have shortly after her podcast comes out. And I work in my programs a lot with heart rate variability and blood sugar and insulin. And 
people start freaking out about why is my heart rate variability not better? Usually most of us women, ours is tanked by the time we're over 40 and has very low variability. And with our their insulin, it's so labile. And they'll say, well, I didn't eat anything with sugar. I didn't eat any high sugar items. What's wrong? And I go, well, what was your emotional state this morning? What were you thinking about? What are the thoughts, conversations you're having in your head? I think it's estimated we think 70,000 thoughts a day or something like that. Most of them are the same all the time. So if we kind of grow up having a fearful stance to life, they're fearful thoughts. If we have an angry stance or angry thoughts and that we circle these um, these thoughts continually we recycle these emotions and we have kind of I think it's said three to five emotional states that are our go-tos and what people don't realize is that's affecting your health through quantum biology that affects your blood sugar and your insulin that affects your heart rate variability that affects everything and you're saying mitochondria which I didn't even know so how do you help people understand that the thoughts they're thinking, the emotions they're feeling, how connected or not they feel to the external world and other people and nature, how safe they feel? How do you help them to make that shift from understanding that this is real and measurable and it's something they need to pay attention to? Yes, absolutely. I Usually in my patient visits, the first one, I start with education. You know, as a society, we're really right-brained. We like to analyze. We like to have the facts in front of us and myself too. And so that's usually where I start with patients. I let them know the facts about it. I mean, Martin Picard has done amazing research showing that our emotional states impact the amount of ATP, the energy currency of the body that the mitochondria make. It's absolutely fascinating. So what I do is I walk patients through some of the science around that. I talk about how our emotions have predictable effects. And, you know, so many of my patients, myself included, either are dealing with some level of anxiety or depression. And when they hear that our thoughts impact our health on such a fundamental level, there's a resistance or a fear about that, right? I recognize that because as someone who has dealt with anxiety in the past, and I'm sure I will in the future again, is that, you know, there's this idea that negative emotions, we need to get rid of them. But I think what heart rate variability and what HeartMath Institute has done such a wonderful job with research is that it's not so much that we're not meant to feel these emotions of anger or fear or frustration. We are, we're humans, right? With this full spectrum of emotion, but it's when we get stuck in one of those emotions that we have this one-way drive in our biology. So if we're always anxious, if we're always angry, if we're always fearful, then we will always be propagating that biochemical response in the body. And it's not just biochemical, right? There is a predictable heart rate variability to it. There is a predictable mapping of emotions that people have done just with electrical conduction and infrared heat, showing that 
you know, some of the more depleting emotions actually map cooler on the body so that there isn't this conduction, electrical conduction throughout the body. It's absolutely amazing. So Kieran, what I do is I really look at the science behind it. And I try to pull in their brain first, right? A lot of people that come to see me are usually on their last doctor. They've seen specialists. Nothing has worked out. They're coming with a lot of resentment and frustration on on how to get better. But at the same time, they've been doing the work. They've been researching. They've been looking for answers. And that's where I start. Here are some answers. Here's what your body does when it's angry. Here's what it does when it's calm in a state of gratitude. And from there, I can pull them into a situation where I, maybe they came in for autoimmunity. Maybe they're dealing with hormones. And what I'm doing is I'm laying down some science for them to get that mind on board. And then what I'll do is I offer them a challenge. And we haven't quite gotten there yet, but the most common challenge I do with my patients is getting up and seeing the sun for 10 minutes before 10 a.m. and lowering the lights at night. And I'll see them in a week or two. And honestly, I've never, ever had anyone come back saying, okay, I did that circadian alignment and nothing happened. And what now? You know, everybody comes back and reports a difference because what we know are these quantum steps like aligning with the sun and having circadian alignment with the sun allows for such ease in our body. It actually initiates and stimulates a whole cascade of biological action, including our hormones, right? Our hormones are sinking with the sun. And when we're out of alignment, that quantum biological action that happens from one photon hitting our retina, being propagated to all of the circadian clocks throughout the body, just that one action can sink those hormones in a way that other therapies can't. And so that's what I do is I lay the science out for them so they know that when I'm saying quantum, I'm not talking about crystals and sound healing, although those aren't bad. I'm talking about what's happening on their body on a nano scale and that it's real and that the science is finally catching up to what we've all always felt, right? We've always intuitively felt a difference in our body depending on our motion, but now we have the science to show it. We always knew that we felt better waking up in the morning and going to bed when the sun went down, but now we have really robust research showing how that affects our hormone health, how that affects our biological cascades throughout the body. So I usually start with sciencey stuff to get their mind on board because I know that they've been researching and looking for the answers. And then I give them a practical, easy, free, accessible step like aligning with the sun so that they can see that quantum biology in action so they they can feel it and experience it. And then they're on board. Right. Appealing to people's logic and minds. And I'm just wondering, though, I mean, you haven't stepped on anyone's toes in terms of 
religion or anything like that, I find that sometimes when I bring up these more esoteric concepts, and maybe I need to do what you do is just bring the science, <laughs> bring the science. But I find somewhat, sometimes people say, well, that sounds woo-woo and new age. And, you know, I'm a Christian, so I don't want to hear about that. But you've expressed it in a way that doesn't step on that because as I view the literature and the science, quantum physics has bridged the gap between spirituality, and I'm not talking about religion with that, and science. And it is this level of our health that kind of explains these forces that go between human beings, among beings in age, we are a universe in a very tangible way. Have you ever gotten any pushback from that arena from people? Honestly, I have not. And I think the reason uh -huh. is quantum physics and quantum biology opens up, like you said, that meeting place of science and spirituality. And then wherever the person in front of me is at, Christian, Buddhist, atheist, all of it, they find meaning in that and they can place their religion and their beliefs in that because it's not coming with any. The only thing it's coming with is this deeper understanding that there's much more at play in the world, in the universe, in our bodies than we're giving credit. And people are happy to plug that into their worldviews and say where that's coming from. We still don't know as a science, and I'm not sure we ever will, right? There's this gap that we have as humans where we always think that we're on to the final truth, and it's always just the, <laughs> the next thing, right? So I think it's a beautiful, quantum biology is beautiful in that if I always spoke about it in a woo way, but I try to really stick to what the research is saying and how that impacts our biology, and that leaves the door wide open for people mm. to plug in their own belief system. And boy, do they ever, if you look at my social media, we've got people from all different religions and backgrounds that find a place for quantum biology in their belief system. So I think that's the beautiful thing about it is it really doesn't come with one, but it comes ready to plug into anybody's life. Okay. Oh, I love that. So I'm going to do, I'm going to shift and go more to just presenting the science and then allow people to let that go where it will. Kind of like when you pour water into an ice cube tray, it fits the mold of the ice cube tray and then people can have whatever shaped ice cube they want to assimilate the information. And maybe I've presented it in a way that has immediately butted, which is my nature as a New Yorker. I come head on. Uh, some people don't like that. And so I will more stick with the science. I'm wondering if you could say more about quantum biology in relation to mitochondrial function. I think that mitochondrial function is something that's often overlooked by a lot of people, even who do a root cause resolution approach. They don't, they talk about hormones a lot. They talk about detox, they talk about gut health, but they don't talk about mitochondria. And that's one reason why I created a program that includes that. How does quantum biology, you talked a little bit about how it works with mitochondria and the thoughts that you think. Can you say more about that? Yes. You know, I would love to talk about mitochondria and it will be much better if I can talk just a little bit about structured water before. 
Um, oh, please, let's talk about, well, first tell everyone what structured water is and please talk. <laughs> okay, so thank you. I We just need to get a little bit of um, meat under our belt before we go on to the mitochondria. So structured water, the idea that there's a different phase of water beyond the solid ice, the liquid water we drink or the gaseous steam we see on our teapots. There is a fourth phase of water. It's gel-like, it's more viscous. And people, researchers have been talking about this for a very long time, but it wasn't until 2003 that Gerald Pollack and his team out of the University of Washington identified this fourth phase of water. And he termed it easy water, which means exclusion zone water. And he did that because as this gel-like viscous water starts to form on our cells, it excludes things, it pushes them out. And what he found was that the water we're used to drinking, H2O, turns into H3O2 against our hydrophilic surfaces. So hydrophilic, water-loving, that would be our cell membranes, our vessels, our fascia, all of those things are covered with this fourth phase of water. And what Pollock and his team from the University of Washington found was that as this structured water forms against our cell membranes, it forms one sheet. And the hydrogens in this structured water are more tightly bound. They create this lattice sheet it's hexagonal, almost like a honeycomb. So as one sheet of this gel-like water forms on our cell membrane or our vessel or our fascia or DNA or our mitochondria, it acts as a template for more layers of structured water to build. And what researchers have found is that you know, if you're very math-minded, you would have noticed that H3O2, it's missing a hydrogen. And as the structured water forms on our cell membranes, it kicks out a proton, a positive hydrogen, and creates what researchers are calling a proton-rich zone or a proton wire. And what researchers have done they put electrode in the structured water that's forming on the cell membrane and one in this proton-rich zone. And what they found is the separation of charge, just like the separation of charge in a nine-volt battery. The separation of charge between the structured water and this proton-rich zone is enough to light a battery. And that's what they found in the research lab, and it's enough to create biological action. And so this has been validated and reconfirmed by scientists across the globe that we have this fourth phase of water that is the structured water that is lining our cell membranes, our vessels, our fascia, and our mitochondria. And our mitochondria are very interesting. They're a wonderful study in to quantum biology because they have this structured water that forms on the outside of them and the inside of them. And if we can remember back to our middle school biology class, our mitochondria are those little bean-shaped organelles that are inside of our cells. Now, a heart cell might have thousands of mitochondria, 
keeping our heart working. It's high energy. Same with the brain, right? So it's not just one mitochondria per cell. We have lots and lots of mitochondria in our cells. And these are what are creating our ATP, our energy source. And Dr. Wallace, Douglas Wallace, has done amazing work with mitochondrial function and demonstrating that any dip in mitochondrial voltage or ATP production presents as chronic disease, cancer, autoimmune conditions. I mean, he's really looked at almost every disease we know of and it has this mitochondrial component. So when we're talking about health, mitochondria are foundational to our health. And Coming from that Newtonian bio, biological perspective, you've got mitochondria that take energy from food and create ATP. This is true, but looking at them from a quantum biological perspective, we see that these organelles, these mitochondria are covered in structured water on the outside of them and on the inside of them. Now, the inside of our mitochondria has the inner mitochondrial membrane, and that membrane holds the proteins of the electron transport chain. And that ETC, that electron transport chain, is where that ATP is created. So if we look at what's happening in the mitochondria from a quantum biological perspective, what we see is that these electrons from our food are not just bouncing down the chain like we learned in middle school biology or in medical school, right? What's happening is there's fundamentally a quantum biological action happening. These electrons in the ETC of the mitochondria are quantum tunneling, meaning that they are using quantum phenomenon to move. They are not being kicked over an energetic hill like a soccer ball. Because of their quantum nature, they are able to travel in multiple different paths. Now, this is what we saw with some of the quantum biological research that came out of Berkeley and MIT with Seth Lloyd. They were looking at photosynthetic bacteria, and that's exactly what they saw. These electrons were able to take multiple paths to the photosynthetic center to create energy for the plant. They were able to take multiple paths because of their quantum nature. And that's why photosynthesis, that's why mitochondrial production of ATP is nearly 100% efficient because it utilizes these quantum phenomenon. So what we see is that our mitochondria and those proteins in the ETC, they are actually utilizing quantum tunneling. They also, when we talk about mitochondria, you've got the flow of electrons, but there's no ATP unless protons are going through those proteins as well. And what we see clearly is those protons are being shuffled down that structured water zone that's lining those prote proteins in the ETC. So in the mitochondria, you've got quantum tunneling of these electrons, you've got protons jump conducting on the structured water that's lining the proton proteins in the ETC, 
And you have the ability of these proteins and the structured water that's covering them to capture photons of light and utilize that to make more ATP. So what we're seeing now is a completely expanded vision of our mitochondria where it matters about that structured water zone, where it matters about the ability of our proteins in the ETC to come together so those electrons can quantum tunnel. We see that those structured water covering these proteins plays a fundamental role in our ATP production via that proton jumping. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. And it shows us that there's an interconnection on a much deeper level. You know, when we talk about mitochondria, ATP is what we think of, but our mitochondria are actually also creating deuterium depleted water and infrared energy with the spinning of that ATP synthase. And what those two things do they structure the water inside the mitochondria and outside the mitochondria so that we can create more energy. We're starting to see the picture expand so that it's not just food that's driving ATP. We could have told you that, right? Looking at what happens with too much food. There is another way to create energy in the body, and it has to do with this nanoscale movement of electrons, of protons, of photons of light, or phonons of sound. There's amazing research out there mm. showing how sound impacts our ATP production in the mitochondria. And how would that work? Because that structured water, that fourth phase of water covering the proteins in the ETC, in the inner mitochondrial membrane, as well as the structured water covering the mitochondria, have the ability to pick up on this frequency information and use it for biological action. It's really, really amazing. Absolutely fascinating. So we make our own structured water that facilitates our mitochondria, but photons can stimulate it and sound. How does that work? That How do photons get to our mitochondria? How does sound impact it? Just through the, can you talk about that? Absolutely. So when we are talking about mitochondria and when we're talking about uh, quantum biology, a lot of interchanges happening on the electromagnetic frequency that's given out, right? So that's where phonons of sound come from. They actually can change the shape of a protein. And we know that that's where biological action starts, right? Is with the changing of those proteins. Let's see, John Stuart Reed and Professor uh, Sunjul Ji of Korea have done amazing research with sound and its effect on our body. They've shown quite clearly that sound creates that infrared energy. And what are all these researchers using to build that structured water zone? They're using infrared energy. So when I talk about Gerald Pollack and his research, looking at the structured water and he sees it building, he's looking at something inside of water 
and he's shining an infrared light on that. And our biggest source of infrared energy on this world is the sun. And so our mitochondria, like some other things in our body, our fascia, our DNA, have this unique liquid crystal ability. And here we go with another woo sounding terminology, but liquid crystal is what we use in our technology. It's a term that describes something between a liquid and a solid that acts as a collective, right? So these computer screens, TV screens, our smartphone screens, the reason we can watch these beautiful pictures on them is because the liquid crystalline structure of the screen is hit by polarized light and collectively changes to create these beautiful pictures. The same thing is happening in our body. Our mitochondria are able to pick up electromagnetic frequency and change biological action depending on what that frequency is saying to the mitochondria. Again, back to Martin Picard and his work with mitochondria and emotional states and how that impacts health and mitochondrial function. He also did research on music and different hertz of music and how that impacts our mitochondria. And it does. It does dramatically impact the production of ATP and energy. And it's all because of the ability of the mitochondria to pick up on this subtle frequency information, whether it's a phonon of sound, whether it's an EMF, electromagnetic frequency of thought, photons, we actually get through our skin and the opsins in our skin, as well as the opsin in our retina. So what's beautiful about our bodies is that in our hypothalamus, we have the suprachiasmic nucleus, which is sort of our, our timekeeper of the body. So when light hits our retinas, it goes right back into the SCN and the hypothalamus, our master clock. And then that vibration, that photonic frequency of light, depending on what kind of light it is, that frequency travels throughout our nervous system via the vagus nerve and hits all of the other circadian clocks that are throughout our body. And this is all a frequency exchange of inner information. And it's really, really exciting once you start teasing it apart and getting it down because it completely opens up a new view of the body. Not only do we have that central timekeeper in our hypothalamus, every single one of our cells has a circadian clock. It has its own relationship with the sun and the rhythm of the sun. And what we see in modern day life is that so much of our living and lighting is working against that natural attunement. But these mitochondria, same with our fashion, our DNA, they are liquid crystalline in nature, compounded by the structured water that is also liquid crystalline in nature, simply meaning that it responds as a collective to frequency information in the environment, whether it's a phonon of sound, a photon of light, an EMF of a thought, it's 
really, really exciting that science is starting to validate some of the things that we've always intuitively talked about, right? Oh, that person's vibe makes me feel this way. Or, ooh, that music just completely soothes me or or has me on edge, right? These experiences that we've had as humans, now the science is finally catching up and it is an exciting time to be alive. Wow, this is so fascinating and so wonderful. And I'm gonna tell everyone about the courses that you have. If you wanna learn more, I'm for sure gonna take them because you explain it in a way that is so makes sense that I've never heard someone explain it with clarity and in plain English. That's beautiful and that's science-backed. I do wanna ask you a couple more things and I know that you offer way more in your courses in terms of how can someone start attuning to these different sound and light frequencies. You mentioned visualizing the sun and being out in the sun. Are there other methods that you'd like to share? Absolutely. I'll give you my top three. Okay, great. (laughs) So, and they are all free. There's so many wonderful supplements and devices out there, but I rarely talk about them because I really want people to experience this information in a way that's most accessible and that's free. So my first foremost is aligning with that sun. So what I tell people to do is seeing the sunrise is optimal. If that's not going to fit into your daily life, getting outside for five, 10 minutes before 10 a.m. sets us up with so many different things. The frequency of light when the sun is rising or setting is full spectrum and it's heavy on the redder tones and the redder frequencies. And what these frequencies do is they initiate some of that hormone health and those hormone cascades. We see that that light in the sun in the a.m. before 10 a.m. sets us up with a big surge of serotonin. And that is hitting us on many different levels. We think of our mood, right? And our productivity and our creativity. But serotonin is also working with our hormone health, with our immune status, our inflammatory status. We see that this early a.m. sunshine is also setting us up with our dopamine release and that ability to stay focused and stay happy. Now, when the lights lower as the sun goes down, if we can lower our lights inside as well, this sets up the flip side of that. That serotonin that was dumped in the morning and hasn't been used gets turned into melatonin. And this is our ability to sleep well, as well as, you know, those are really, melatonin kind of serves as these sentinels. So with proper melatonin, our mitochondria can get rid of the cells that are tired, broken down, cancerous that shouldn't be in us. So it's really important to be getting both sides of that yin-yang rhythm of the sun. Now, I live in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon. It is gray. A lot of our 
a lot of the year. We don't see the gorgeous sun. We just see the gray. And that is medicine too. It's the natural full spectrum light. It does not have to be cozy, tropical, wonderful sun. It just has to be the sun where you are at. There is medicine in those gray skies as well. And just to add to that, being in Oregon, in the winters, it gets dark around five o'clock. So do we go to bed at five o'clock? No, we don't. What we do is we transition to more of those lower frequency lights. So I use salt lamps. My kids have these little red light readers so they can be in charge of their own light. We have incandescent bulbs in the kitchen in case that needs to go on. But the shift from lowering those lights and getting that AM sun is dramatic. So that's my first and foremost is aligning with the sun in that way, getting out in the sun as many times as you can throughout the day, taking your 10 minute break outside. This is going to have effect on your biology that you can feel. And so that's where I start most people with because I love the ones that you can feel immediately because then I can add more stuff on there, right? So yes. that's my first one is aligning with the sun and it has that bright and dark phase. So we want to get that AM sun and we want to lower it in the PM. Now, if we could stack another habit onto that exposure of the sun, it would be some grounding. So getting bare feet in on the ground, touching a tree. What we see is that our earth is lined with an infinite sea of free electrons. And when we come in contact with it, our body can actually collect these electrons and use them in the electron transport chain for more energy in that mitochondria, for more structured water in the mitochondria and outside. So that is one that is really, really small, but profound. And again, it doesn't have to be go stand barefoot in the snow because you live somewhere that's snowy for months out of the year. That can look like touching a tree, sitting on a tree, a rock, the beach, the sand, anywhere where you can come in contact with that infinite sea of electrons that's covering our earth. Another way to do that, if all of those options are not an option, is coming in contact with negative ions. So let's say we're somewhere very cold and we have to stay bundled up and all we can do is walk around in the snow and the snowfall, that snowfall has negative ions that impact our biology in a positive way, help structure that water as well. So those two, getting outside, being aligned with the sun, tending to that relationship with that circadian rhythm, as well as grounding. And then the third one is probably my favorite and easiest one to do is using something, gratitude practice, a mindfulness practice. My favorite is the HeartMath Institute's heart coherence exercises, and they are walking you through exercises where you create, create this coherence in the body. Quantum coherence refers 
to two or more objects vibrating and resonating and working at the same frequency. And so when we're talking about heart coherence, we're talking about our actual human heart working in coherence, working in the same frequency as our mind. So when we are in a state of heart coherence, we see that we are innervating our frontal lobe, making calm, rational decisions, and we're not innervating that amygdala that's in charge of fear and rash decisions, our blood pressure changes. The whole state of the body changes in response to this state of coherence, of quantum coherence. It's absolutely amazing. So if anyone out there is listening and wants to expand on their gratitude practice or their mindfulness practice. I love heart maths, heart coherence exercises. YouTube has tons of them. And simply when I can't get the time to do that, I will take 15 seconds to take stock of what I am grateful for. And that energy of gratitude actually initiates that state of coherence. And that coherence can be measured with heart rate variability, and we can talk very sciencey about it. But on a very basic level, an emotion like love or gratitude, when we embody it with breath, can actually change the state of frequency and coherence in our body. And HeartMath Institute has done a great job researching that out and giving us lots of science behind it. But the basic idea is that taking a second to tune into those emotions and feel them completely rewires our physiology in a state of coherence so that we're able to have that quantum biological flow of information. And so those are my three favorites. Having some kind of practice to bring coherence in, whether that's mindfulness, meditation, gratitude, heart coherence exercises, having some relationship with the world around you where you're grounding and coming in contact with the earth, with nature, with the plants, and then aligning with our biggest source of energy, our sun, and aligning with that in the morning throughout the day, and then following its lead and lowering the lights at night. This is something that I wish every single OBGYN would be talking about with their patients, not only for fertility, but what this is what has a massive impact on the state of our hormones as we enter into that perimenopause, menopausal stage in our life. And so I'm really excited that you are talking about it, that we are talking about it. I love to get this information out there. Yes. And what makes you say that it's particularly important for perimenopausal, menopausal women? Is there a special reason? Just because we're so struggling with our hormones or? Struggling with our hormones. Yep. That circadian alignment with the sun sets up that cascade of hormones from so many different levels, our cortisol, our leptin, our serotonin and melatonin, our dopamine, and our mitochondrial function, right? Our mitochondria are making that pregnenolone that turns into our sex hormones and our testosterone and our estrogen and, and all of those things 
that we start to really examine once we're past 40. They have a foundational root in our relationship with the sun. And I would even go so far as to say that a lot of the struggle that we're seeing hormonally in women and men has a layer in that disconnection of circadian rhythm, chronodisruption, they call it in the research. It has such a fundamental role Mm -hmm. in the proper release, stimulation, and propagation of these hormones. It's, It's really phenomenal. Absolutely fascinating. I could talk to you for hours, but I know people will probably say, Kieran, you're talking way too long. I do. We're going to share about all your things with everyone. But I have to ask you about this wonderful quote that you shared with me before we started. If you can talk about what it means. Life is water dancing with the rhythm of the sun. Yes, absolutely. And so that is talking about how whether it's our biology, our cells and our mitochondria, like we were talking about, or whether it's a giant sequoia tree pulling water up to the very tip top branches, that's being powered by this beautiful interchange that we see with structured water and its ability to pull energy from the sun and use it for biological action. It's not just us, it's the plants, it's the animals, it's our own bodies utilizing this dance where that structured water can pull in a photon of light and create biological action, create biological movement because of the two interacting together. And it's something that That's a riff on a quote from Albert St. Georgie, and he was a Nobel Prize winner that went on to research exactly what I'm talking about, this so-called water battery in our body and how it is what's powering life here on this planet. It's absolutely fascinating. And each day, each week that rolls on, there's more and more validating research about this beautiful dance between water and light and how it powers life. I love that. I love you. And I'm so grateful that you are on the podcast talking about this. Everybody listening, you just got a gift. You are getting a gift right now. And Dr. Catherine has more gifts for you. She has a rewilding our terrain guide and then also our structured water guide. We'll have the links in the show notes. Do you want to tell them a little bit about those? Sure. Yeah, those are a couple free guides that walk you through how to kind of facilitate this relationship with the world around us and some of the obstacles that might be getting in your way to having that relationship. So rewilding is just about how to do that. Simple steps to create that relationship. And the structured water guide is just as it sounds. It talks about what I'm talking about when I talk about structured water. There's lots of like devices out there talking about structured water, lots of marketing. And what I'm talking about is different as it always is the case with marketing and marketing budgets, right? Right. Um, Biggest gets the most attention, but this structured water 
guide is talking about what I'm talking about, this biological water that's inside of our body, inside of our cells, and really powering this biological action. So both are just ways to facilitate this change in looking at the world around us as part of us and utilizing it for better health. Thank you so much for those. I invite everyone to please, if you're not driving, click the link, go download these guys and get guides and get started. And Dr. Catherine, tell everyone where they can find out more and interact with you. Tell them about the courses that you have. Tell them all the things. Absolutely. Well, my name is Dr. Catherine Clinton. And that's where you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. And my website is drkatherineclinton.com. Same name everywhere, keeping it easy. And I offer classes. I'm constantly sharing information on social media because my goal is to get so many of us acquainted with this information and stronger and more resilient so we can sort of demand the changes that we need to see in, the, in medicine and healthcare in general. So both of those social media tags, all Dr. Kevin Clinton, my website, and I've got a book coming out at the end of September as well. I was well. going to say, please tell me you have a book coming out. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wonderful. Does it have a title yet? It does. It's called Interconnected. Beautiful. And I want everyone to know it's Catherine with a C, not a K. So make sure you spell it right. And what is your favorite social media hangout? I think I'm most active on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much for the journey that brought you to this place that you have this wisdom and brilliance to share with other people, especially other women, and make it accessible to them so that they understand it and they can start using it and really achieve what's possible for their brilliant health, and especially in the latter part of life, and for sharing it on the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, It was an honor to join you here. I love your work. I love what you're doing. So thank you so much for having me today. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time today with us and learning empowering information that you can start using today to improve your hormones and your health. I look forward to talking with you again next week. Until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon. Hey, Gordon. 
gorgeous? Having trouble losing weight? Feeling tired, brain foggy, and just plain not like yourself? And you know your hormones are a part of the problem, but your doctor really doesn't have any answers for you and says it's normal for your age. The truth is, if you're a woman and not in tip top 100% shape, then your hormones are always a part of the problem and you need to be properly tested and treated. You could be suffering from hormonal poverty and that's a horrible place to live. Go now to thehormoneclub.com and find out how you can qualify to get your hormone levels properly tested and treated via telemedicine in your state provided by board-certified medical doctors. At thehormoneclub.com, we know that every woman deserves to be hormonally rich and enjoy all the benefits that this brings. At thehormoneclub.com, you'll get what you need to lose weight, regain energy, balance your hormones and your moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife. See you at thehormoneclub.com.